Welcome to the South of the Six podcast, bringing you the latest on your favorite Toronto sports teams from south of the Canadian border. Here's your host, Adam Corsair. All right, what's going on? Welcome to episode 105 of the South of the Six podcast. We are part of the stadium scene.tv network and part of the Overtime Media crew. Blue Jays spring training is just about over. We're about a week left. A week our time. We're recording this Wednesday evening. Joining me today to discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays is Connor Chambers of Toronto Sports Views and the TSV Podcast. Connor, what's up, man? How you doing, man? I'm uh, I'm excited to get this going. Talk a little bit of Blue Jays. Spice it up a little bit, man. Like it's it's good. It's different. It's exciting. Like I love baseball, but obviously the Raptors are the talk of the town. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's fun to switch it up a little bit because. You know, you're a mainstay on the show when it comes to Raptors, but um, Blue Jays talk is kind of a must right now. And I feel like it's kind of buried under the radar a little bit. Yeah. uh, I mean, well, they did just play the first MLB game today at 530 a.m. in Tokyo. Yeah, I did. I'm not. I'm not about that life. (laughs) No, you didn't. uh, You didn't want to. You didn't want to get up for that. No, it's so right now. My child is. I don't know what's going on with her, man. She's either teething or she's got a cold or something. Sleep is at a fucking premium right now. So nah, that daylight saving screwed it's her gotta up, bro. Be. It's got to be. That's dude. it. It's got to be. <laughs> you know, and so this morning, for the past two mornings, we're waking up at like, I usually wake up at like 4.30 to work out. And for the past two, three days, she's just been up like periodically at night. And... It's been difficult to comfort her and to put her back to sleep, so we're taking turns and shift. Like, she'll sleep on us, but she's nine months old, and we can't have her in the bed yet, according to the pediatrician, mm. because we can literally smother her and just <laughs> suffocate her. That would be her. unfortunate. Yeah, so <laughs> it's like we're we're staying up in shifts and having her sleep on us. I don't want her to get too dependent on that, but... Uh, so yeah. the long-winded answer is no. I'm not about that life. Right <laughs> not, not, not yet. Not right now. Not yet. No. I, not ever. No, I don't think I would ever be a part of that life. Yeah. Just not, not my, not my game plan. But uh, you know, I, I there's people that I saw on my Twitter feed like I can't wait. Like I'm so excited. At 5:30. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold, hold on a sec. It's not even the Blue Jays. Yeah. What are you doing? Like. It's the it's the A's and the Mariners. Like if you want to, if you just want to see Ichiro up for three or four bats, I get it. But like, man, I don't understand the the desire to get up that early for the first MLB game of the year. But there's a lot of diehards of baseball out there, and I, I guess I respect that. But I'm not really about that life right no. now. No, I mean, like I think uh, Estrada is starting tomorrow. Yeah, he is. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's something that's sentimental to blue jays fans i guess but i don't know man it's this whole week has been sort of a blur like today is the first day of spring i didn't even realize that today i i look at my calendar i said to my coworker, my buddy i'm like jesus it's the first day of spring today and i don't know how it is up there but down here just it sort of feels like it we're we're trending towards 50 degrees um yeah we're getting there yeah and sunday was saint patty's day I did not do anything St. Patty's Day like on St. Patty's Day. I'm, I'm speaking of not about that life. I'm just not about that life anymore either. <laughs> not not about getting absolutely day drunk and going out and green beer and Guinnesses everywhere. Just no, nah, there was no. a time. Well, like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah. Uh, if you go to my Twitter, if you go to the South of Six Twitter, um, we we enjoyed some donuts. So down in Providence here. In Rhode Island, we have a gourmet donut shop. And every March, they do this um, 90s month theme. And the donuts are of the flavors of the 90s. So they have like a Fruity Pebbles donut. They have a Cinnamon Toast Crunch donut. They have a Wild Berry Pop-Tart donut. They have a Cosmic Brownie donut, um, a Nerds donut, a Dunkaroo donut. It's amazing, and they're like three fifty a donut, but they're fucking gigantic. Oh my god, these are! I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, these are unbelievable. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, okay, dude. anyone that's listening to this podcast, pause it. <laughs> 
Well, you can go, still listen. To, or I mean, yeah, you can still listen, but like, if you, if you don't want to get too far ahead and be like, oh, I'm not paying attention. If you want to visualize what this man is saying right now with these donuts, go to his Twitter. Go to South of the Six on Twitter. Pull up the media, and then scroll down. You'll find it on March 17th. The pictures of these donuts. Yeah. Oh my lord, these are these are some bomb yeah, ass looking donuts. I have to say, I do that three times a year. So it's 90s month is a must. Um, once for Thanksgiving and then once for Christmas. And then I, so from March until November, uh, American Thanksgiving, March until November, I am retired from PVD donuts. Cause like that is something <laughs> that you just, they're probably like a good thousand calories per donut. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You're, you have to, you have to have the summer dad bod now. It's not, <laughs> it's not just not winter dad bod, it's summer dad bod. <laughs> so no, I, di- I didn't destroy myself via alcohol on St. Patrick's day. I destroyed myself nice. via donuts. Via donuts. Yeah. I mean, we're not, I am of Irish heritage, but I'm not, I was never raised to sort of celebrate my heritage. I feel like, down here in New England, if you're not um, of Latin American heritage or Italian heritage, you just don't really give a fuck about your heritage. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like those are those are two very passionate uh, cultures, though, right? Like yeah. Sp- Spanish and Italians are very passionate about you know representing themselves, and they're they're very like vibrant people, anyways. So just the Irish, I feel like, are just in the pubs and drinking, and that's like that's how you celebrate them is doing what you would normally be doing if you're Irish. So yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, my name's Irish, but that's about it. So I can always lean on that as a crutch when someone's like, "Well, you're not Irish, well, my name is so yeah. tough." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get into it. Um, it's I don't get into the Fourth of July either down here. A lot of people are all about. Fourth of July, and it's cool. You got the fireworks. I actually celebrate Canada Day because of the Jays. Do you actually? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. Like in my own special way, we nice. will. Um, I got engaged up in Toronto on Canada Day, so like I I know of somewhat how to celebrate properly. That's special, man. Yeah, but we don't. I mean, we don't go nuts. I'll probably buy like a sixer of of blue. I'm not a huge fan of Molson, so a sixer of blue. Um, oh, don't say that around here. That's bad. <laughs> I mean, I know blue is garbage. It's it's crap, but I'll still drink Listen, it. Listen, just... you want to hear Molson? There you go. That's Molson right there, okay? No, I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Bud Light. So, like, I'm not that's, a huge that's fan. A, that's a Bud. That's a Bud Light. I'm not <laughs> a huge fan of, of Molson. I'll do the blue. Um, okay. Just to... Because it's just so easy to drink. Um, and we'll have the Jays game on on Canada Day. Um, not that's about it. We'll we'll cook on the grill because it's always nice and stuff. But this is the Overtime Podcast Network. Speaking of beer, and this is actually a good tie-in to the Blue Jays in itself. Five dollar beers. Yeah, yeah. At the at the at the Blue Jays concessions, which is I you're gonna see a lot of like twenty twenty one year olds just trying to get absolutely shit faced from the five dollar beers, and there's gonna be a massive lineup of people. But whatever. I mean, at least at least they're getting beers. That's probably that's probably the regular cost of like beer. Like beers in the states are so cheap. Alcohol in the states depends. is cheap. You guys are so lucky. No, 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 no. We have no LCBO here is like it it will it will violate you as a human being. It's not fair what they do to you and your wallet. It's it's actually outrageous. Um, but yeah, you're right. I guess it depends. I've seen some areas in the states where it's great, and somewhere I'm like, wow, actually it makes the LCBO not look so bad. But the LC bill is brutal. It's atrocious. It's it's funny that you bring that up. So I'm glad that the Blue Jays are doing something in terms of their concession prices. Um, I Granted, I haven't been there up in Toronto into the Dome since 2015. So I'm sure there's been a fair amount of inflation when it comes to their prices. Um, and gr- also granted, when I was there in 2015, it was for my bachelor party, so I didn't pay a dime. Oh, for any of my, what a you know. beauty. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're all right there for sure. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't pay. I was double fisting. Uh, tall boys throughout the entire game because just people My kept handing Lord. me beers. The dream, and, 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 Blue Jays, double fisting uh, some beers. What was I drinking? Um, it, it's the green can. Oh, uh, well, there, there's a few. Like, there's so one like whistle. Heineken, Steam Whistle. Steam okay, whistle. so yeah. Steam Whistle's right beside their brewery's right beside the Rogers Center. Yeah, I've seen like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, go get a tour. They'll give you like beer afterwards, like in like a nice like pack of it. It's really good. 
we I, I'm drinking a, a 12 ounce Bud Light right now, and that's what I saw that that's what they're charging five bucks for a 12 ounce can. Now I know like outside of a, a, a stadium, that's kind of a ripoff. If I went to a uh, a liquor store or a beer store or wherever, and I a can of beer was five bucks, right? And that's that's ridiculous. But at a at a baseball game, it's not that bad. But from my understanding, it's one stand per level. That's correct. And that it's going to be packed, man. That's what I mean. It's going to be absolutely hectic. It's going to be chaotic wherever you stand to grab these things because, look, you can't just do a deal like that and then say, oh, but we're only going to do one stand per level. It's like, okay, well, uh, is it even worth it then at that point if the lineups are going to be force you to Yeah, it's going to force you to get the, the, the more expensive ones. And obviously, they don't want to cut into their profit too much by saying we're going to put five levels or five stands per level of these five dollar uh, beers and and food because they're doing like, hot dogs and popcorn and candies and 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 all that type of stuff yeah. in the stand as well. So, well, look, I'm not a rich man, so I don't. Uh, uh, no. I, usually, when I go to Fenway to watch a Blue Jays game because that's the closest to me, I'll yeah. drop like maybe a hundred bucks on concessions between my wife and I. Um, it's easy. Yeah, but see, that's like that's like a hundred dollars US is like five hundred dollars Canadian now. <laughs> so like <laughs> you can spend your dollar can go so much farther in Canada if you get to the five dollar concessions, like two dollars in American. Yeah, I'm not even waiting for that, man. I'll just <laughs> last time I went there, so when I went up there for uh my engagement, I had American currency on me and I had also Canadian currency. But they charged me the same amount. So for that's instance, that's a ripoff. Yeah. So sake of argument, it's five bucks for a twelve ounce can, and I only had five bucks American. They take it and want to give me change. No, oh, that's ruthless. That's the that's the corporate life, man. That's the corporate mentality for sure. Yeah, I was getting engaged. I didn't give a fuck at that point. Like, yeah, exactly. But, who cares? Yeah. It's not your money. Um, but you know who is a rich man now? Mike Trout. Mike Trout was a very, very, what, very what rich a man. Segue. Yeah. Ooh. Dude, 12 years, 430 plus million dollars. Now, undoubtedly the best player in all of baseball. Unless you want to argue that, that's fine. But I feel that's an uphill battle if anybody you wants. Won't, you won't have an argument from Dude, me on that. Seven-time All-Star, two-time yeah. uh, AL MVP, 2012 yeah. Rookie of the Year, six-time Silver Slugger, yeah. 2014 yeah. AL RBI leader, 2012 yeah. AL Stolen Base leader and 2012 mm-hmm. 30 30 club dude worth every single penny absolutely there we we were assuming there were people that were out there saying that mike trout could potentially get 500 million dollar extension if if they made it to 2021 which i believe that he might have depending on health and and stuff like that and another team trying to pry him away from the angels but you know, it's it's hard to say that four hundred thirty plus million dollars might be a steal or a bargain, but for Mike Trout, that might just be a bargain. I don't know. Like, people are gonna say, "No, you're stupid. No one's ever paid this this amount for a player." But this is the best player that are that we have arguably seen in the last 40, 50 years. Ooh. I'm gonna go that far. And say that I I love Mike Trout. I absolutely love him. And I think it's an absolute shame that he is on such a dog shit Angels team. And I'm really I'm really sad. I'll be really sad for him if they can't surround him and Otani with more talent because I can't name one starter on their rotation. I I can't I can't name uh, anybody in their bullpen. I just mean like the, their team is not good. They 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 need to surround now that they're locked into him and he's locked into them. They need they owe it to their fans, they owe it to him to surround him with the proper talent. It's difficult to do that when you have this contract, but this is the luxury of baseball that there is no salary cap. So yes. you know, they yes. just signed I want to say it's a three billion dollar TV deal um in their area. So this definitely helps them in that avenue. I mean, it's not, it's not bad. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm not sure that I would go that far, that he's the best player that we've seen. He's definitely the best player that we've seen and that we know of. And again, I'm not trying to make accusations here. There's no uh, what he's not saying accusation here. He's the best player that we know to be clean. All right. Fair so enough. I'm not sure I'm, I'm ready to say that he's better than Alex Rodriguez early. Okay. Like maybe in his Texas Rangers, um, 
time or tenure rather. And I'm not sure that we can say he was better than Barry Bonds while he was with the Pirates. I'm not ready to go there. I'm I am. <laughs> okay. I, I I was I was I was like I was like is he gonna add anything? Well, no, I'm 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 ready. No, I'm ready to I'm ready to say that. But that's just that's just me personally. Again, it's this is completely opinion based, and there's there's no like I'm not bringing facts into this equation just because it's my opinion. I can't really like I I'm sure that I could pull up some numbers to support. I mean, you did a pretty good job earlier on with bringing the numbers to support this argument, but. This this man is just like look at what he's done on a team that doesn't make the playoffs. Imagine if he had hitters around him in the lineup that could relieve some pressure off him and pitchers had to pitch to him. Right? Like like if he if he was on if he was on a lineup that remotely resembled the New York Yankees, for example, and you take, for instance, Stanton out of the lineup and you put a trout in, like hypothetically. I think that Trout does better in that lineup because guess what? You have to pitch to Aaron Judge. You have to pitch to everyone else in that lineup because you don't have a rest. Can't just walk my Trout because guess what? He's probably going to come in. On the Angels, you can you can pitch around to him a little bit because who else other than Otani is really going to cause you problems at the plate? No more. He's not that guy yeah. anymore. Yeah. He's not. It reminds me of the 2015 and 2016 Blue Jays. Yes. Not obviously the talent of Mike Trout trumps anybody on that team. Well, arguably because Mike um, Mike Trout lost to Donaldson in 2015 yeah. for the MVP. Yeah. But you know, in terms of like scenario, yeah, yeah, I'm saying yeah. It, the 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 lineup and the hitters around um, Bautista, I guess you can say, or Donaldson, whoever. Um, that that was deadly. And you're right, Mike Trout doesn't have that firepower around him. And it's a shame, but you know, who knows? Maybe they can build around him given the the revenue that they're generating from this new TV deal. I'd like to see it. I don't think that division is very challenging. You have the Rangers. I know the Astros are a very, very good team, but again, how long can that possibly last? Um Oakland for this is, year. Yeah. <laughs> Oakland's always uh, they're up and down. Always, dude. You just don't know. You don't know how well they're going to perform because they're always uh, a bunch of misfit toys, right? And they they overperform at and sometimes. I don't know. I I can't ever predict how they're going to perform. It's that money um, ball, man. It's that mm-hmm. money ball mentality. Rangers suck. I don't know if I mentioned that already. Oh, Seattle. No. Uh, hold on a second. Can you say that again? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't Rangers suck. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Thanks. They're terrible. Um, <laughs> Seattle. I don't know what's going on with them either. Right? No, they they're, don't they're, have... in a, they're in a rebuild. They have to be. Like, like look at the moves that they made this year. They, they basically signaled. They no. They they signaled that they're in a rebuild. Cano's in what the Mets. Cano's for the yep. Mets now, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Went back to New York. Yeah. You know they still have the that. King and they still have Edwin. The King is like a peasant now, though. Yeah. I think he's a good pitcher. He's I I well what was his what was his starting numbers last year? They were not very I think his ERA was was off the top of my head his ERA was like 5.8 or something stupidly high. And last year? Yes. And he he came out they demoted him to the bullpen last year. 5.55 yeah, he was oh, bad. There you go. And he came out and publicly apologized to the fans of Seattle because Seattle was on the verge of a playoff spot and he wasn't doing anything to help them. And he said, look, I've been this player for so long and now when it matters, I'm not that guy anymore. And I just feel so bad. Like, I'm sorry. And it was yeah. actually really heartbreaking. And I do feel bad for him, but he's not a good pitcher anymore. Um, Edwin, I hope gets moved to a contender in the, uh, in, in the deadline. I'm sure that that Seattle's going to look to recoup some assets, but um I hope for Edwin's sake is his career is, you know, age is catching up. Right. He's, he has not many years left. So hopefully he can, you know, be in a situation where he can contend for another year or two. It's just a bad division overall. Terrible division. You know, Houston's running away with it for sure this year, barring any injuries. On paper, they should be running away with it, no problem. Um, but otherwise, there's a good chance that wh- I know they're young. Houston is a young team. But once that sort of fizzles out, right, Verlander can't be good forever. Um, once that fizzles out, the Angels could be the next team if they spend well or they draft well, they develop well, or make some good trades. It's it's certainly possible. Um, but now with this with this mega contract, right? I still don't. I don't think anybody knows how much it truly is worth. I don't even think the deal is official yet. 
Because I don't, I don't yeah. think it's been signed. I just think the terms have been agreed upon. Um, how do you think this is going to impact contracts for mega stars? And it's it it's a bad term to use because I don't know that anybody in the uh, in baseball is of the star power that Mike Trout possesses, right? So who's the next guy to get a mega contract? Bets, maybe. Um, of of something that's similar or higher than Trout? Or in the Machado Harper range, maybe. So you're thinking okay. like three hundred okay. million to right, right, Trout, right, right. you know what I mean? Got you. Um Yeah, I, I mean it would have to be bets, no. Like Arenado just signed his deal, but it wasn't in the range of Machado or nope. Harper. And Arenado is a pretty damn good player. So you think of the pecking order and who's due and who's coming up. It's got to be bets. I don't really think of anyone else that could command that money. Look, the Astros just, just signed Alex Bregman, six-year, $100 million extension. Mind you, they're cutting out either three or four of his arbitration years. So they're paying a decent amount to, to get rid of his RB years for two, two, for two years of unrestricted free agency, and then he hits the market before 30. So that would be a player to look out for to at the time in six years to get more than what Mike Trout's making. Now I, I could see, I could see him being like a $500 million player when his contracts do, but right now, but like, but like right now I don't, I I'm Mookie bats similar, maybe 300 million, but, but yeah, I, most of the big boys are locked up now, right? For a while too. For a while. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, it makes you wonder. I know like on the radar, Blue Jays fans have Vladimir Guerrero Jr., right? Uh, We're going to have him for a while, at least for the next seven years. The Blue Jays will have his rights. Um, It makes... No, but they should bring him up now so that we only have him for six. Yeah, totally. Um, It makes you wonder (laughs) if once that seventh or sixth, seventh year approaches... If if it breaks right and he becomes the player that we all assume he will, makes you wonder what the market's going to command then. Because I was shell shocked by how, and I don't mean this in in a disrespectful way, how little in comparison to the projections that Machado and Harper got. There was talk that Harper was going to be the first five hundred million dollar player. Yeah, the, well, people piece basically penciled that in when we were talking about oh. This is the massive free agent class. You got Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, uh, Josh Donaldson, Clayton Kershaw. You know, all these guys were coming up. And we basically penciled in Harper at $500 million and said, we're not even going to blink. We're not even going to think twice about that because of his age, where he is in his career. But so much can change in two years. Like, you know what I mean? That was two years ago. We were saying $500 million is going to be like if you're anything under 500 million you can go take a hike. And now look, right? Like it's 3 300 and what 330 million he took less money to go be with the Phillies and that's the way it works sometimes, man. Like yeah. Shit. 13 years is a long time too. Think about this. 13 years, I heard this stat. 13 years ago was the beginning of the Chase Utley Ryan Howard era in Philly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. So think about how long ago that was. Yeah, but they won one. So they did. They won one. And how many do we think that Bryce Harper was going to win yeah. over his contract? What did we say together? We said one. Yeah. It's it's just it's a good sign of how things are trending because you're right. I think Mookie Betts is going to command a decently large contract. I think when Aaron Judge becomes a free agent, he'll command a decently large contract. Um if things break right for Vladdy when the time comes, he'll command a decent sized contract. And it, what I'm paying attention to is that these are all offensive players, right? You're not seeing these big contracts handed out to pitchers anymore. They're just not there because I feel like the the optics of how well they're going to perform don't lend nearly as well as uh, hitters do. And, you know, it's sure that the end of the Trout contract at year 12, he's going to be 39. Angels are going to regret that. And you're going to have Angels fans being at that time saying, well, fuck, how we, <laughs> we're yeah. paying for it's someone that can't stay on the field. It's, it's Pujols 2.0. Yeah, right? For sure. That's, that's literally what it is. 
starting pitchers for next free agency for 2019-2020, Chris Sale is the most notable free agent pitcher next year. Yeah. Um, I think that he can he can command a good amount. Look, Steven Strasburg and Madison, and not Madison, but Werner, Steven Strasburg and um, Max Scherzer, uh, both on the Nationals, they they command the two highest AAVs of any pitchers in the MLB. I think they're at like 32 and 34 million off the top of my head. I might I might be wrong on that now with the Kershaw deal. I'm not sure, but when I last checked, uh, it was Strasburg and, and uh, Scherzer. I could see somebody trying to say, "Hey, Chris Sale, we'll give you five years, 180 million," but nobody locks up pitchers for that long anymore because pitchers break down faster than position players. Unless you're Bartolo Colon and you're pitching until you're like 48, the big, sexy, yeah. big unit. You know what I mean? Like otherwise that doesn't, that doesn't happen anymore. You don't see those, those contracts for those players. This is the overtime podcast network. Well, speaking of pitchers breaking down, Toronto blue Jays are experiencing that right at this moment. Both John Axford and Ryan Tapera are dealing with elbow soreness and they're being evaluated. And there's not going to be an official word until Thursday. Again, we're recording this Wednesday night. You never want to hear that a pitcher's elbow is being checked out. That's a big no-no, uh, let alone two that play for your team that you root for. Um, right now, we assume that the Jays' bullpen, as we know it right now, will consist of Norris, Biagini, Meza, Gaviglio, maybe Elvis Luciano, and definitely Ken Giles. The, the impact's huge, and this is going to open up a lot of opportunities, specifically probably for Elvis Luciano because there was chatter that he might not even be on the team. Now, I know he was a Rule 5 pickup, and you don't necessarily want to send him back to Kansas City, now I think this opens the door for him to have the opportunity where the Blue Jays can hold on to him. they got to hold on to him all year, right? He has no options. So I think this is maybe a blessing in disguise in that regard. But in terms of bullpen depth, this is a huge blow to the team. It's a massive blow. But again, blessing and a curse, right? You take a look and you say, okay, now we can really see what we have in Luciano. Obviously, he's not going to be your setup man unless he has a Roberto Suna type of year, comes out of nowhere and forces your hand, says this is who I'm going to be. Ken Giles is going to be the closer. That's undisputed. But anything from the eighth inning backwards, I guess, in this instance, we have no idea. We don't know who's going to be the seventh, eighth inning guy. Yeah, again, you take a look and you go, okay, you have you have Biagini, you have Meza. Meza may take a next step. Meza's a good lefty. But, um, you know, I, I'm not, am I confident that he can take that next step? No, not really. Um, I'm hoping that he can. I'm hoping that they, I'm hoping everyone proves me wrong if I say something negative about them, but um, I don't think that he's there yet. So who else do you really have? Ken Giles is going to be sitting there going, shit, I can't even get save opportunities because my bullpen's blowing it for me. Um, again, not not a great look, but it allows for the team to see what they have in other guys in different roles. Yeah, it's going to open up a lot of trade opportunities, I think. Um, there might be other areas on the team in which you want to uh, have players involved. So, for instance, this may solve um, the outfield scenario, or maybe it will clutter it up a little bit more. Um, Dalton Pompey might now have a spot on the team if they shorten the bullpen. Right. I don't see them shortening it to the amount of players they have right now, which is, what, six or seven? Maybe they shorten it to seven in the bullpen. I don't think that's advantageous, but maybe they do. Um, in order to have Dalton Pompey being able to have a spot on this on the roster for as good of a spring as he's been having. Um, I don't know. It, it's weird because the rotation, as it stands right now, I'm not really confident that they're going to be able to stretch it to like six, seven innings on a consistent basis, right? So you have Stroman, Shoemaker, Sanchez, Barucki, and Richard. Richard, for sure, I, I you can count him as a five-inning pitcher. Yep. He's your number five starter, but he's not exceeding five innings. Uh, Barucki, you have to gamble that he's going to take that next step. I hope he does. Shoemaker, I think he has the potential to be a, a huge surprise for this team. I, lo I, lo I, I love that pickup, by the way. He's got a great beard. Right today <laughs> against the Braves, he had seven strikeouts over five innings. Yeah, 
pretty good. Not, I know it's not, spring training. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. No, no. <laughs> I know it's spring training, so like you can't dive too deep into the analysis here. I understand that, but I went on record on a previous podcast saying it would not surprise me at all if Shoemaker was the second best starting pitcher for this team, and that's being better than one of Sanchez or Stroman. Who do you think he'd be better than? I'm thinking Strowman. I think yeah, Sanchez. I, has I a knew. I knew. Here. I knew that's where your answer is going. I just want. I just want you to say it. I think a hot take. I think that Ryan Baraki can be the ace of this team by the end of the year. It's a very hot take. I think. I think that he can be better than Sanchez, Strowman, and Shoemaker by the end of the year. <laughs> I don't know. That's I'm my, not that confident. No, I'm. Very, I'm very confident in this kid. I love this kid. And I think I, th- I think that well he was okay he was the Jays second best the Jays best pitcher in the second half of the year last year yeah because Stroman and Sanchez were on the shelf and I think you're right that he could be the the ace of the team because you're right because Stroman and Sanchez won't be on this team come the end of the year you don't think Sanchez either eh mm-hmm. mm, that's a hot take too oh get him firing let's go okay what else do you got I want to hear more what uh, <laughs> what are some I, what I mean I don't really have Pilar I think will be traded. Yeah, I know. Well, that's not really a hot take, though. It's like no. I think everyone thinks that Pilar's gonna get traded. Sorry, Pilar. Like I love you. You're a beauty. You can wear your cape somewhere else. So San Fran's calling you. you yeah, I mean, when it comes to the rotation, I th- I think that Sanchez. I'd like to extend Sanchez for as long as possible. I'd like to have him long term. Yes. But uh, being a Boris client and uh, probably commanding big dollars as a result of that it's probably better for the Blue Jays to avoid the back and forth. And they'll probably find it in their best interest to trade both of them to solidify a farm system that's pretty strong as it is, but not nearly as strong as I'd like it to be in the pitching side, especially the starting rotation uh, potential side. So I know it's it, you're subtracting from that rotation because they do have control left, and that's something that... Obviously, the Blue Jays might be hesitant to give up. I definitely think one of them's gone. I think Strowman's as good as gone this year. Right. Um, Sanchez, I, yeah, I, like don't, I don't think I don't think Strowman ends the year with the Toronto Blue Jays. No. Even though even though they're saying all the right things as a front office, like like Shapiro and Atkins are saying, uh, look, he's he's saying all the right things. He's passionate and. We we like that he loves playing for Toronto and no you're, they're just they're saying what they need to say because they're doing PR damage control because now they're looking and they're saying we gotta get this guy out of our fucking clubhouse now um, they they see they see the hate starting to brew more and more from Blue Jays Nation especially with that dog picture which is a whole other thing if you if, if listeners if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, you can either pause or not. I know we had this conversation earlier. You can either pause or not and go Google Stroman dog picture probably would be the best thing and see what we're talking about. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a fan of it, obviously. And there's a lot of people that turn from fan to hater once that was released. So that it, it it's it's a movement online growing. Every picture about Stroman, every tweet about Stroman from the Blue Jays Twitter account. Top comments always, you know, it, there was a giveaway one night, like, like for, for something and say, like, Oh, well, good. Hopefully Strowman's not there. If it's like dog day, you know, everything is just like, it, it's, it's brewing and it's, um, it's massive and it's being noticed. Strowman will not be on this team by the end of the year. He can't be on this team. by the uh, end of the year. I don't see it as an exile, like a Josh Donaldson exile. They're not going to take just peanuts for him. I think they're going to move him for something. No, I agree. That will help. I agree. I I think I think if they if they were going to take peanuts for him, they would have right. done it already. Right. Um. I don't know, man. I I I'm with you on the whole uh, out of the clubhouse kind of thing with him. It's getting a little tired. Um. I, this That's a boring act. Yeah. This this team in terms of the pitching, it just has a lot of question marks, and it's going to be interesting because the the bright spots on the team in terms of the rotation is Shoemaker and Baraki. Um, whether Sanchez, I hope Sanchez has a great year. That's the the sort of the one B here. Um, be healthy. Yeah, Richard. Whatever. I don't care. Stroman, as we've talked about already. Um, when Buckholes comes into the equation, sure. Great trade chip. Hopefully, if he can recapture the magic of last year that he had on Arizona, um, 
But otherwise, the the bullpen is the just a huge question mark right now. I don't trust Bud Norris, you know, attitude and whatever aside. Joe Biagini, he's been up and down. I don't think he's going to be nearly as good as his first year with the Jays. Uh, Meza, whatever. Gaviglio, whatever. I am anxious to see what Luciano can do. And Giles, man, he's a machine. Uh, he's not the best closer, but I just like I just like watching him pitch. No, he's good. I I like I like Giles. Yeah. I'm, I'm a- yeah. Otherwise, it's a huge question mark. And the again, I might be jumping the gun here. I might be putting the cart before the horse because to parrot Axford might be fine, right? But you don't want to hear elbow soreness. You just don't. That's a huge red flag. That's a huge sign. When I hear elbow soreness, I just think Tommy John immediately. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of where it would go to naturally. Like the if it gets any more severe than elbow soreness, it's probably Tommy John. Yeah. It's, I know, it's it's one of these things that, of course, the Blue Jays have to be dealing with. And uh, I don't know, hopefully everything's going to be all right. By the time this podcast is out in the airwaves, people are probably going to have a better idea as to the status of Axford and Tapera. I'm just hoping it's good news. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Look, you mentioned the clubhouse. You mentioned San, uh, Stroman's antics with the clubhouse. I want to get into other antics with the clubhouse, and I think this is very interesting. On the one hand, I think people are making a huge deal out of this. On the other hand, I think it's, again, a nice little topping po- uh, talking point. Um, the Blue Jays will implement a new rule that limits the amount of video games in the, uh, in the clubhouse. Um, they're calling it a curfew. Now, according to manager Montoyo, this was a player-driven decision. That is the interesting thing that I want to take out of all this. Um, The players thought this needed to be addressed because, of course, last year there was just too much Fortnite played during the season. Um, We don't know the details of when the players will be unable to play video games. I imagine it's a couple hours before a game. Um, But, dude, what a time to be alive to talk about (laughs) players not being able to play video games. How do you feel about this? I know these are grown-ass men, and grown-ass men can do whatever they want. But at the same time, there has to be a level of focus as a professional athlete that you need to have when it comes to playing the games. So how do you feel about this? Well, well, Adam, I know... I know I'm in the process of converting you into a Maple Leaf fan. So uh, the NHL in in general is probably not something that you follow very much. I don't. Saying this, Vancouver Canucks actually implemented this where they said no Fortnite at all. Like ever. Um, It's it's, it's been more of a growing trend in, in hockey than it has in any other sports. But you see guys in the NBA, you see like Ben Simmons and um, Carl Anthony Towns, they're, they're streaming video games on Twitch in their off time, right? Because that's what they like to do. If, if you're playing video games in the, like if it's, if it's in the clubhouse a, and you're playing like 30 minutes before your game starts, I just think that's stupid. I don't understand why you would be inclined to be playing a game of Fortnite when your game is about to start. Um, unless, unless it's right before a game, I don't understand why this sort of needs to be police or control. Like they're men. And if they, they've gotten, you've gotten to this point to be a professional athlete. And I think that you would at least believe that these guys know what it takes to maintain this level, to get better, to strive to be better. And I think that that drive is in all these guys, especially in baseball in an incredibly tough league to break into through going through all the minor league levels. So I think it's, I think it's a, a listen, I, if they think that it's an issue, then maybe it's an issue. I, I, who am I to say, I don't know. I don't live inside the clubhouse, but I don't really think that this is a massive issue, but maybe it could be. This is the first time I'm really hearing about sort of like a, a ban of it in sorts for the MLB, but I don't know what you think about it. I don't think it's a massive issue though. I think that if it's getting in the way of preparation, um, getting reps in, I think it's an issue. Um, I don't have the ability to go to work and dick around on a PS4 or an Xbox and play Fortnite or whatever I want to play. <laughs> I don't have that ability. And I don't think this should be an exception to athletes. If you want to do it on your own time, go for it. Like if Simmons, as you mentioned, is doing this, 
um, in his off time and is on Twitch, that's fine. You're a grown-ass man, dude. You can do what you want. Same thing with MLB players. If I don't, I'm spitballing. I have no idea what players this was an issue for. So spitballing completely. Sure. Let's say Kevin Pillar wanted to play Fortnite and has an addiction towards it, right? And if he wanted to do this on his off time, and after the game, or even before a night game, say in the afternoon, I don't know what time they're supposed to be at the ballpark. So assuming this isn't interfering with him arriving to the ballpark on time, if he's doing it, say at like 10 a.m., go ahead. I don't care. Um, but if you're doing it in the clubhouse when you could be doing some sort of strength training or getting some reps in in a batting cage or doing some fielding drills, whatever, again, spitballing, I think it's an issue. I think that when you come to the ballpark, you're there to perform. You're there to uh, hone your craft even more. You're not there to dick around on a controller and play video games. Um, I, I want to say this was an issue for David Price last year. Um, he had carpal tunnel because he was playing too much Fortnite. Maybe it wasn't last year. Maybe it was the year before. Yeah, yeah, but he he played Fortnite until three thirty a.m. the day before he pitched in the in the World Series game six or seven or something like that. The the game like before he made his biggest start of his career, and he was up till like four in the morning playing Fortnite. Came out and pitched. Unbelievable. Yeah, so like maybe so they're like they're like there there's a counter argument. Yeah, yeah that, I'm right? saying that's on his own time. Maybe that's how he unwinds. Exactly. He exactly relieves stress. That's where the the line is going to have to be drawn here. If the yes. curfew yeah. is in the clubhouse, then fine. Like, I totally understand that. But mm -hmm. it's because of Twitch people know about this. If they're not playing on Twitch and they're just playing, there's really no way to police this, right? There's no way to uh, enforce this curfew. You're not going to go to players' houses to make sure they're not playing Fortnite. This is college, <laughs> right? You can't they're, – they're free men. So it, it, I don't know. I, I don't think it's a huge deal in terms of how the media is responding to it. And again, this is a talking point, so I'm kind of being hypocritical in that aspect. But in terms of it being at least limited or eliminated altogether in the clubhouse, I'm fine with that. And in fact, I, I'm kind of backing that up because I want the players on my favorite team to be focused. I want them to... Uh, Take that extra step to improve, even though some of them are very good as it is. It doesn't hurt to get better. And if Fortnite in the clubhouse is preventing them from doing so, then I have an issue with it. Yeah, 100%. I think we're saying the same things. Like, for me, I would never want players to be playing this. Like it, it, Again, if it limits them from, from doing reps or whatever it might be, if it's a day that they're just hanging out at the clubhouse and they're not doing anything. There's no real game coming up for four or five hours and they want to dick around for an hour and, and play Fortnite while they're literally just going to sit there or watch TV anyways, then fine. That's, that's okay. But when it starts to interfere with the playing time and you're, and you're doing it, you're cutting it close before a game or before practice reps or something. Again, I have an issue there. If it's, uh, on their on their own time, that's when I start to say, look, you can't just do that. Like that's that's outside of your realm of control. Like work wouldn't be wouldn't work wouldn't come to you and say, you can't pull you can't be on your PS4 uh, when you go home from work. Right. Right. So for me, I get it. You're at work. You're there to work. Um, you're not there to to fuck around. You're there to to do your job that you're getting paid to do. And, you're, and these players are getting paid serious money, <laughs> as we've seen with Mike Trout. But so, so in that aspect, I get it. But if it's outside of the ballpark, there shouldn't be any curfew, any controlling. So I don't know how exactly they're going to go about it. But that's really the only issue that I have with it uh, in particular. I think the term curfew is misleading. And I wish they used a different term. I, I just think what they should have said is it's not allowed in the clubhouse. Yeah, And that would have cleared up a lot of confusion here. Uh, saying it's a curfew implies that there's a cap on how much you can do it on your personal time. Um, or at least that's how I took it. Maybe I'm taking it the wrong way. And no, it seems how like I too. You, you agree as well. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I, I, I think instead of beating it to death even more, I think we're, we're on the same page here. It's just something that shouldn't be going down in the clubhouse. And um, I look at it as a positive. Look, Santana for the Phillies took a bat to a TV because the players in the Phillies clubhouse were 
playing way too much Fortnite, and he got Probably pissed off. Done that a little bit better, but sure. But maybe <laughs> we don't we don't know how uh, often this was an issue. And sure, again, I'm not a video game dude. I don't play Fortnite. I've never played Fortnite in my life. Um, so and I've heard people are massively addicted to it. Massively, I have friends that play all the time, and they talk about how often they play. Um, it, it, it's way too addicting. Um, I, video, I just don't have time for them. So regardless, I, I can't speak for um, how riveting the game of Fortnite might sure. be, but I do understand that, it, look, a job is a job. I know you're living the life of a professional athlete. You're getting paid well. It's kind of a relaxed atmosphere, but you're still there to do a job. So when you're on the premises of your occupation, you have to work, and that's that. Yeah, 100%. Um, so sort of on the same lines of working, uh, the Blue Jays are setting the standard here for minor league pay, and I applaud them loudly for doing this. They are giving their players of all levels in the minor league system, straight from the Dominican Summer League all the way to AAA Buffalo, a 50% increase in pay that, if you ask me, it was much needed and very long overdue. Um, minor league baseball players are paid well below minimum wage if you break it down. And it's not something that's necessarily hidden to the public either. So the Blue Jays being the team that takes this first step, I think, is monumental. Um, again, MLB did not make it a rule for any team, right? So the Blue Jays did this on their own volition, voluntarily. They are the rest of the MLB is not required to do this, and I hope that stays the same in terms of how it benefits the Blue Jays. Because right now, if anything, this makes the Toronto developmental system a much more attractive destination. Naturally, and this this isn't this is a historic movement, right? No, like you said, no other team has done this. This has basically been industry norm and when something is industry norm it's very easy to get comfortable in just in, in falling back on that as an excuse to say well you know this is what everyone else is doing so this is what we're going to do for you no the blue jays probably especially as an ownership group probably pissed off a lot of owners yeah. by saying hey look we're paying our minor league players 50 percent more out of our own pockets. And these owners are probably, well, what the fuck you like, what are you doing? Right? Like we, like we're not, we're not doing this with our team and now you make us look bad. Well, guess what? You are bad. You are bad. Like you, this, that's not right. These players are, are they're banking on the fact that guess what? You're playing a sport. And when you get to the major league levels, you'll get paid out handsomely. But a lot of the time, it's not the case with these minor league players. They're not going to get there. Right. Most 90, of the time, yeah. 90, 95% of the, of the time. That's not the case. So while they're performing a service for you, you should at least be giving them over minimum wage to, to, to do this, to live right They're They're, they're scrounging around for, for food stamps and uh, like coupons for stuff to go get discounted meals and, and free meals covered by teams. And for those guys, that's a luxury for those guys. It's, it's something that they can't afford. So, for the Blue Jays to get on this right away, be the first team to do that. I've already heard of people nationally in the U.S. media say this has been a massive development. It's a, it makes the Blue Jays a much more attractive free agent, um, free agent, uh, minor league destination. Um, the people in the Dominican and Venezuela they they've taken notice and they really appreciate it. Um, if you're a minor league player going up through the system and you've never had money really to ever bank on being in the Dominican or Venezuela or wherever you came from. Um, this is, this is big time and it's going to attract a lot of players, uh, especially international free agents um, in, into, in, into doing uh, into coming to the, the Toronto Blue Jays and into making that an environment that they want to grow up as a minor league player. in. Yeah, for sure. It, it's all right. Let's make no bones about it. So it low, low, low a, or even non a. So Dominican summer league, I'm spitballing. I'm sure they only get paid maybe 10 grand. Sure. Right. And so th as a result of this, they're going to make 15 grand. That's still not a lot. There's still a lot of progress to be made. I don't know what the base salary of a Buffalo Bisons player is. I want to say it's somewhere in the twenty, thirty thousand dollars Yeah. I heard, I, I heard, um, a number I said it was probably about like 25 to 30. So sure. you're not, you're not far off on that. 
Right. So th- instead of 30, they're going to make 45. It's a good, it, it's good. It's a massive increase for those guys, right, that have been learning to live off 30. Now yeah. you get an extra $15,000. It's not that bad. No, it's it's good. You can live off that. It's it's the lower uh, classes of minor league that might, it's good. It's a step in the right direction. I'm not trying to poo-poo on this, but it's, I don't know. It, it, there's still a lot of progress to be made. I'm hoping that this influences other teams to do the same and to follow suit. It doesn't look like that's going to happen this year. Um, it might be a little too late to do that. Uh, books have already been drawn out. I'm sure the Blue Jays had this in their back pocket for quite a while and we're waiting for a decent opportunity yeah. uh, to release this information. Um, I hope other teams follow suit. I hope this becomes a thing. I hope the trend in baseball in terms of how much money they're generating, as we mentioned at the top of the show with this $3 billion TV deal that the Angels have, they can sort of trickle that down to their minor league systems. They're making money hand over fist. Merchandise sales are split amongst all 30 teams, right? So when you buy a Blue Jays merchandise, that money does not go directly to Toronto. It's still split up into all 30 teams. Correct. So they're making a boatload of money worldwide, right? And so if they can feed their players better, like have money to rest better, that means production is going to go up. And if production is going to go up, that's going to strengthen your farm system even more. Right, everything is involved. It's all cyclical here. So hopefully, this sends a message to the other teams within MLB because this is, like I mentioned, very, very much long overdue. Yeah, I think that this will be industry norm in the next three, four, or five years. Um, I I can see teams. I think that the Blue Jays will be the only ones to do it this year, and then I think a couple more teams will get on the bandwagon next year, and then. In the next two to three years, maybe see about 50% of teams on board. Then by the five-year mark, probably all of them will be at this 50% increase. And it will never be a rule. It will just be a thing that they've done because they see um, the potential value in having a 50% increase on on the exact things of what you said, right? Increased uh, food uh, food supply, like they, they, they can feed themselves better, they can rest better, they can train better, they can develop better, and then everything trickles down or trickles up, I guess, in this case, from there. So for, for teams studying this and watching the Blue Jays, there's going to be a lot of teams watching the Blue Jays farm system this year and saying, okay, how does this affect them? And what, what can we see just from taking a look from the outside of how these players are living their lives and what are they doing differently? It's going to be a lot of eyes on the blue Jays. And uh, even when teams make that jump, I still, I still think that a lot of players, especially within the next like few years, will understand and, and see that the blue Jays were the ones that started this and they were really the ones to get this movement going. That's going to, that's going to have some lasting power. I believe at least for a while, let's not, make any uh bones about this either this is a very good pr move for the blue jays one one million percent absolutely we live in a somewhat progressive culture especially in sports that it's it's seen upon as good to give players you know comfort it's good to give players things they need in order to succeed and the Blue Jays being the first team to sort of step forward and say hey you know what we're gonna make your life better We're going to make your life better than any other team in this league can make you. That's huge. That's saying something. And I'm sort of proud of the organization to be able to make that first step. Obviously, all the other 29 teams can do this. Let's not bullshit here. They have the ability to do this. But for the Blue Jays to be the first team, maybe it's genuine. I hope it's genuine. I don't know. But... I look at it positively. The league apparently is looking at this positively. The talking heads out there, as you mentioned, are looking at this positively. And I hope, obviously, trends continue. Players looking to break into camp or looking to sign with the Blue Jays. Now, that organization is much more attractive. Because when you have players that are drafted out of college, they might be saying, look, I don't know if I want to you know, play in Canada. I don't know what's involved in terms of, you know, passports and customs. I don't know about citizenship. It's just too confusing. I kind of want to avoid that. 
Now it's sort of like, hey, man, I'm getting paid more than anybody. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting true. paid more than my peers in this level. Of course yeah. I'm going to go to the Blue Jays. I think yeah. that's a, a very beneficial t- thing for the team. That's that's not that's not a uh, that that's a very important point. Like it's that's not something to shrug off. It's it's going to be it's going to have massive effects in the draft. And when players decide if they want to commit to a team, aka Toronto or not, this is what's going to this is going to be a factor of making or breaking that and getting better prospects to sign with you and want to commit to being in your firm system for a couple of years, knowing that this is what their salaries are going to be, but they're going to be making. 50% more than anyone else that they play against at that level. Yeah. And this is why I said, you know, obviously not for the sake of the players, just for the sake of the Blue Jays. If other teams are behind the curve or can continue to be behind the curve for a couple more years, this is very advantageous for the Blue Jays because this has Atkins and Shapiro written all over it because they are definitely looking out for the longevity of this team, right? Yeah. Creating a consistent winner. And that's what their goal has been. And I think they're on the right path as as it is, but this only strengthens that, right? So now, as we mentioned, free agents or prospects or drafted players or whatever are looking at the Blue Jays and saying, I want to play there, right? The best players might be like, I can get paid more because money talks. Yeah. I want to play there. And having those players in the system, again, creates this constant, consistent winner this assembly line of players that are just going to make this team even better for years to come. This is a huge step in the right direction in terms of the competitive advantage that the Blue Jays will have. Well, and what's what's been the narrative over the last year or two ever since the Blue Jays have sort of decided, you know what, we're not necessarily competing anymore. It's that the it's that Rogers is cheap, right? Rogers, I, I I'm not Rogers doesn't spend money. Why would I support the Blue Jays if the Rogers doesn't if Rogers doesn't spend money and doesn't put it back into the team? Well, guess what? They're putting fifty percent increased salary back into the minor league system. I don't ever want to hear with a top five payroll two three years ago. I don't ever want to hear that Rogers is cheap. They're not cheap. It's a business. You run a business. If you're not going to compete, why would you have a payroll as top five in the league? That doesn't financially make sense. You're going to be at a loss. You know, look at the Astros. They had the lowest payroll in baseball four four years ago, and now look at them. They're they're one of the higher p- payrolls in baseball. It's all about your window of competing. Why would you spend money if you're not going to compete? If you're not going to compete and you have the money, you might as well put it in the minor league system, which is what they're doing. Kudos to Rogers. Um, I never thought that they were cheap. I just think that they're being financially smart because it is a business and all money to burn. No one does. So um, kudos to them to show, hey, you know what? A, we're going to reward our minor league players. B, it looks good for us. And C, guess what? We're not cheap. Suck it. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. Very well said. I can't really top that. So uh, let's move on. I want to move on to win totals. All right. So I am not ruling out a playoff or a second wild card berth, but I'm not counting on it. Uh, what I mean by that is baseball. No, 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 no. I'm, I, do I think it's possible? Yeah. But what is possible, right? Is there yeah, a 15% chance that they can make the second wild card? Yeah, sure. Would it surprise me if they won 85 games? No. No, it wouldn't surprise me. But would it surprise me if they won 68? No. You know, it, it, this this team this year is very interesting. It's not like last year. Last year, it was a down year. We couldn't count on anything. Vlad wasn't coming up. Bo wasn't playing. He's probably not going to play this year either. But still, like there were a bunch of injuries. Old people on the team like Tulo and Martin. It was just a mess. This year is interesting. We're going to see a lot of young talent break through the system. We're going to finally see the product that Atkins and Shapiro have been building this entire time. And it's not even complete yet. So it's going to be an interesting year. I'm on record of saying 78 wins. I think they're going to improve on last year's win total of 73. I don't think that's necessarily a hot take. I think they, given how poor other teams in the American League are, such as, as we mentioned, the Rangers, Orioles are going to be terrible. I think the Rays are going to be worse this year. They don't have Archer to sort of stabilize that rotation. Um, I don't think Seattle's going to be that good, as we mentioned. There are teams in this division. This um, AL Central is just absolute yeah. dog shit. The Royals. So, anyone, anyone, anyone from there, basically, yep. you can you can count and say, except for Cleveland, you can say they're they're garbage. Mm-hmm. Detroit, yep. uh, Minnesota, 
Colorado. Uh, sorry, not Colorado. Uh, Chicago. The Chicago White Sox. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm missing another team. Who am I missing? Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah. Right. All garbage. Yep. All dog. There were. I, I would say that if Toronto is in the AL Central, they'd be second in that division. Yeah. I can see behind that. Cleveland. Yeah. I think that I think that's a fair assessment. I think they'd be second behind Cleveland in that division. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. There are other teams in the American League that are just so bad that I think the Blue Jays are going to be able to capitalize on. So I I kind of wanted to get your take. What is your prediction for win totals for the Jays? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty close to you, except I guess I'm like a, a hair more pessimistic. I'm at 77 wins. Okay, so 77 85 as the record for the Toronto Blue Jays again. Um, I'm kind of with you like the variance on this team is pretty big like if, if you take a look at it you can you can make it you could tell me that guess what I believe that the Toronto Blue Jays are going to have 86 87 wins this year and I would say okay well how do you think but if if you position in a way like I, I could totally believe it if you give me the right things if you say guess what the Toronto Blue Jays are going to have 65 wins this year and I would say, okay, what makes you think that? And then you tell me, then I'll probably believe you on that too, because the variance on this team, it can go either way. Um, I think that 77 wins is still a reasonable number for this team, um, given the youth and such uncertainty still going into this year. Um, I don't think that it's outlandish uh, to say 77 I, either way. So I'm kind of just meeting that in the middle and saying that's where I think that they're going to go. But um, again, one way or another, it's going to be a lot more exciting than last year because last year is one of the most boring seasons I think I've watched of the Blue Jays in recent memory. Just to bring it back full circle, it's going to largely depend on the rotation. Absolutely. Yeah. If the rotation's not on, this team is not going to be winning many games. So it- Yeah, when Ryan, when Ryan Brocky takes over his eighth of this team. <laughs> <laughs> and when oh here's my here's my other hot take for you let's hear like it this um there will be a different all-star on this team other than justin smoke uh, that's not and his name is lord asguriel jr oh, okay all right okay all right i all thought right. you were going the vlad direction but i can see no that. no um vlad will win al rookie of the year uh you can pencil that in you can bet your life savings on uh, whatever gambling site you like to use. I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't do that, please. Don't do not do that. Um, I I think that Lord Esguriel Jr. is going to take that next step. Um, I was a little bit um, pessimistic about him, I guess, if you want to say, last year uh, during his slumps. I didn't know if he could really show what we've seen. But what we have seen before he got hurt, uh, throughout that stretch last year, he put together an unbelievable run. Uh, I'm I'm all aboard the Lord Esguriel train, and I think that he's going to put together a great year, bar, barring health. Obviously, that's knock on wood, right? Yeah. If he's healthy. Obviously, every argument depends on health, but if he's healthy, I could really see him making some noise this year. He's, he's got the speed, he's got the defense, and he's got a good bat. Um, he might not give you the power numbers. He might not hit for 30, 40 bombs in a year, but he can give you RBIs. He can give you really timely contact, which is what we've been clamoring for for years. Just a single, a double. You don't have to swing for the fences. Just put it in play. Get it, get it, get a good hit to move guys. Manufacture runs, which is what I've loved to see from the Blue Jays in spring training. They have manufactured runs. And I think the Lord Esguriel Jr. is going to be the catalyst in manufacturing runs, and I think that's going to garner him some all-star attention this year. So you got 77 wins, two yeah. all-stars. That's a no, no, no. I don't think Justin Smoke's going to be an all-star oh, okay. this year. So you're saying one? All-star. I think I think I think it's going to be Lord Esguriel Jr. as the all-star for the Toronto Blue Jays. Okay, all right. That's that's it's very optimistic. I I don't hate it. So no. I'm I'm for it. So let's wrap a bow on it right there. This is your time to shine. You know the deal. Promote any and everything you got going on. I hear you just recorded a podcast. It should be out soon. So go ahead, man. Floor is yours. Yeah, I kind of feel like you being the superstar and just going <laughs> back and forth on like multiple podcasts in a day. So um, I actually, about an hour before we started recording this podcast, I wrapped up my own podcast, um, the TSV podcast, episode four. Um, I brought on Hunter from Take Six. We're talking about Maple Leafs, Raptors, and 
Toronto Blue Jays jam-packed episode. It's going to be like an hour, 20 minutes, something like that. Once I'm done editing, I'll figure it out. But I highly encourage you, please take a look uh, wherever uh, you listen to your podcasts. We're on all the major podcast platforms. Uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, um, all that. So you can go take a look there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at T-O underscore sports views. Uh, Instagram's the same at T-O underscore sports views. And then my website, torontosportsviews.com. Go check it out there. Um, and then this Sunday, I'm actually hopping on a podcast with Mike Bossetti from Raptors Rapture. I'm going to be on his podcast. So uh, take a look for that. Uh, I'll be tweeting that out as well. So some stuff coming out uh, over the next week. It's going to be a busy week for podcasts for me. So you should be hearing a lot of my voice. If you don't like that, then I'm sorry, but I'm going to be in your ear. So enjoy it. There you go. So uh, stay informed. Follow Connor on Twitter. And uh, I'll have the link to his podcast in the description as per usual, as well as his Twitter handle, so you guys have easy access to that. But otherwise, look, Blue Jays baseball begins probably when you're listening to this in a week, a week away until opening day. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good season. Keep those expectations low. So if they blow your mind, it's a good thing. So Don't look at the standings. Yeah, don't even, don't even look at the standings until after the All-Star break. That's, it's pointless to do it beforehand. So Yeah. All right, man. I appreciate you coming on, and, uh, you know, we'll do this again soon. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the South of the Six podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at South of the Six and subscribe to our show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Yeah, we're everywhere. While you're at it, if you liked what you heard, do us a solid and leave us five stars and a quick review. We appreciate it. Thanks again. Go Jays and Raptors.